Opie Radio. What the fuck? The Opie Radio Podcast. What the fuck is he talking about? I'm confused. No, I make fun. Westwood One Voice Guy here. Opie's catching up on some much-needed sleep after his first episode of his new podcast. But he wanted to give you something to hold you over before we release the next episode on Monday. Carl's Creepy Cabin Part 2. The Big Reveal. After all, he's just getting back into the swing of things. Baby steps, Opie. Baby steps. So in the meantime, we're going to dig deeper into Carl's prejudice of IPA beers. In this mini-pod, we bring in Lagunitas' Ben Perry, a beer expert, to argue on behalf of the India Pale Ale and see if we can turn the Cuban's palate to the bitter side. So drink up and enjoy this virtual taste test. Here's Carl. Here's my thought on IPAs. I don't like IPAs. There are a couple IPAs that I like, but I can live without them. I think that they were built with major flaws from the beginning. IPAs were built as a transit beer, as a beer to move from a mild climate to a very hot climate. From England to India, they would transport beer for all the troops. And they would overhop the beers. And it was a long trip. And it was a lot of weather change. And regular beers or ales, which the English love. They also love haggis, which is stupid also. (laughs) They would overhop the beers to keep them preserved and keep them what they thought was fresh. Because hops are a preservative. Obviously, the British, I don't think, are the best at preserving things. They make bad pickles, and if you just see their teeth, you would know that maybe they're not the best in long-term hygiene thinking, but that's, a, that's for another podcast. So I brought Ben Perry here to clean up what I think. I want you guys, I know there's a lot of beer nerds that follow me, and I wanted to give you a little gift and bring one of the smartest beer guys in the country He works for Longanitas, which I think is one of the best beer companies in the country. And let him argue with me and tell me why I'm wrong. I think I'm still right, but he's really, really smart. So everybody, (laughs) Ben Perry sent me a text today and said, I heard your podcast. You're a dick. (laughs) In so many words. (laughs) Tell me why I'm wrong, Ben. Point, counterpoint. (laughs) No, you know, the thing is, number one, you're not wrong because it's your opinion. And everyone's taste buds are different because one guy who walks in and tries, uh, you know, food or beer or spirits or anything, they're going to taste something different than you and I will, whether it's a refined palate or not. So taste is all perspective. I'm a New Yorker. I'm a Yankee fan. We boo people in wheelchairs. We believe that our opinion is 100% right and that you're not even human. (laughs) So please, Welcome. I need you to be aggressive and All say, right. I'll, get, I'll shed my California Take out. your California out. We keep the beer, though. Well, here's the thing. Yes, the process of IPAs, how they're developed, your story is correct, right? In shipment, hops are natural preservative. It makes sense, right? They, they hop it up. They don't realize what they've got. English, English pale ales and English ales are light-bodied breakfast beers. That's what they're meant to be. They're, they're light. They're super easy to drink. Really okay. malty. So, uh, so there's actually a beer for breakfast? Oh, yeah, there is. You know, IPAs, I think the reason why most people don't like them is obviously the inherent bitterness. You can, you can overhop a beer. You also, a lot of times, brewers can hide behind flaws in their beer by overhopping it, whether it's in the, you know, you're talking about aromatic hops, you're talking about bittering hops, you're talking about finishing hops. There's ways to mask an off-flavored beer 
with more hops, right? And I think more times than none, especially these small breweries, you go to a, you go to a small brew pub in your local hometown, they can't afford to throw a batch of beer away. They just can't do it, right? They're they are struggling to pay the rent. They've got they're recycling coasters and straws and probably some of the food on the plates and back. Delicious. They can't afford anything. And so they're not going to throw a batch of beer away. They're going to over, over hop it in some cases to hide some of the flaws. And I think that's where people stumble upon a small brewery that doesn't have consistency. And they try a beer and it's not the best. It's over. You just, you just jumped on something that that's a big food thing, too. For sure. Um, the, worlds are, the worlds are very similar. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. The food world and the beer world are, so, are far closer together than the food and wine. You just blew my mind. So, because of budget, a lot of people overhop beers. Yeah, essentially. That's incredible. Well, it's a way to, it's a way to, to, if your finished product didn't work out, it's a way to salvage what you have. I'm not saying that's a regular occurrence. It happens. It's a real thing. But at the end of the day. When you go to a restaurant and someone puts a chutney on something, you know it's from Tuesday. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, if the apricot chutney is on there, it is definitely old. Oh, my God. The one thing I don't like about IPAs is the finish, the, the end of the beer, right? Right. They drink great. It's great while, it's, while you're drinking it. This is very technical now. This is like science now. Yeah. But it dries my mouth out after a sip. It, it doesn't refresh me. Like if I'm eating a hot wing, because I'm always eating. You, I mean, you look at my body. Hey, I've let myself on. go in the last 30 years. It doesn't quench my thirst. And I look at beer to quench my right. thirst. And there's a lot of IPAs out there that don't do that. I feel like I'm more thirsty when I finish it than when I start it. Yeah, if you're craving a, a glass of ice water after a sip of beer, that's not a good sign of a good right. beer, right? And now you said before, it works as a lubricant. Right. Right. Beer is there. It's a vessel to, you know, in between bites of food, in between whether you're having a sh- You could be a shot and a beer guy, and maybe right. that's you or that's not you. With food, with everything else, or just by itself, if it leaves a flavor on your on your palate that's un, unsavory and unhappy, it's it's going to be lead to it's going to be bitterness, and you draw back to the bitterness right away. That's the first thing people's palate pick up because it's the easiest thing to pick up. It's yeah, right in front of you. it's right there. It's on the center of your palate. It's like a biscuit, like a like a dry biscuit. Think about when you've had horrible biscuits before. You can't you can't get past how dry it is, and some people can't get past how bitter beer is. But the the, the IPs are so bitter. And, they, and it doesn't go away. Like my, my cousin, you know, crossing a crosswalk, it takes him forever. And everyone's annoyed. And he's dancing. And he doesn't care. He just came from the check cashing. He's a mess. And it takes him two traffic lights across with his brand new gators. It's a mess. And that's my problem. Like, it just doesn't go away. It doesn't let me enjoy anything else I'm doing. It's almost like being married. Well, it sounds like everything you've had is way too bitter, right? There's an easy scale. Uh, anytime you look at a beer, IBUs is the biggest thing. That's international bitterness units. The higher the number goes to a scale of 100. Human palate can't taste past 100. So the someone might tell you the 120 IBU beer, it's whatever. It's not it real. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can't taste past 100. So... You have a higher, the higher the IBU, the more, the bitter the beer is. It's that simple, right? The lower, the, the lower the number, the more malty and the more approachable it is. Mm-hmm. So you look at it right now, you look at that scale of that, and you start skating into the 40, 50, 60, that's like pale ale range. You know, 70, 80s is becoming IPA. 80s and above are like double IPAs. So if someone says, oh, I've got an IPA, but the bitterness is 
ramped up. Well, it's like people saying like, hey, I don't like, I'm allergic to garlic, but I'll take a slice of garlic bread. What are you doing? It's silly. If you don't like it, you're not, you're not going to like, if you don't like garlic, you're not going to like the garlic bread. If you don't like bitterness in your beer, then don't order a big double IPA. You're going to be disappointed every time. And a double, how, what, what's the number on the average double IPA? Well, a double IPA, that's going to be ramped up alcohol, ramped up bitterness. You're going to float in the 80, 90s on the bitterness. You're going to be, you know, 8 to 10% on the alcohol. Doubles are just big. And it's, it's like we've talked about before the mics were hot, is that it's the people that have blown their taste buds out by smoking a ton of weed or, you know, smoking cigarettes. They really can't, their, their, their palate's muted and they need something to, to spice it up. I feel like you're talking directly to me. I'm looking past you. Okay, good. So I'm going to, I'm going to try an IPA now and be subjective. Please. So the one in your hand right now is, this is called a fractional IPA for us. It's known as a session. Right, session beers are meant to be low alcohol, low bitterness. You can have them in between meals. It's it's very low, low expectation beer, meaning that it's easy, easy, easy. So this is the Pearl Jam of IPAs. Yes. Jeremy spoke in class today, <laughs> and he loved it. That's a good beer. It's like it's nice. It's that's the thing is that um, not all IPAs have to be bitter. This that's is what not tells bitter you right at there. all. Right. This is a regular beer. I can drink this. That's it's the idea. Daytime. I like this beer. It's a lot. It's our lawnmower beer. That's what we call it. It's one of those things. It's easy. I like all the that time. word lawnmower beer. Oh yeah. It's like my career. I have a lawnmower career. That's incredible. That's a good beer. I never had this one. Yeah. I only drink little something. Yeah, and that's that's a great beer in itself. It's not terribly hoppy. It's it's really approachable. It's a wheat beer. It's a wheat ale. I love it. This has that citrus note that I love when I first try an IPA. And then I am assaulted by that same note on the other way, right? So I, I taste things in two ways, in and out. Right. So one thing I learned about chefs, it's, it's, not, it's, not what you, it's not what you drink or eat, it's what you burp, right? Yeah. So burping is what brings you back to a restaurant or brings you back to an the alcohol. Meal. To the meal. Or a meal or anything. Yeah. I learned that from guys that were chefs, real chefs. You know, not uh, Jack Tripper, Regal Beagle chefs, real guys that knew what they were doing, that weren't trying to be on Instagram. They were trying to keep their life together. They had one knife filled with Band-Aids and rubber bands, and you know what I mean? They were the real thing. And they used to always say to me, if you, if you burp a bad meal, that's all that matters. So if your body has a way of separating toxins and things that just don't fit, and they'll burp them out, when you burp something... I'm automatically like, oh, I didn't like that place. Even though you loved it when you were eating it. Right. Or, oh, that was too spicy. So it's not what you think about food or alcohol right away. It's what you what, what you think about it 20 minutes later when you burp. Burping is the ultimate judge. But I've never even thought about that as far as, like, that's a great, that's a great way to, because you're obviously, carbonation in beer is going to make you burp. It's going to make you re-experience the beer in one way or another. Right. I never even considered that. That's awesome. Yeah. It's an old chef trick. What you burp is the truth. So, Ben, I think you've softened me. This daytime, I can, I'm can. i literally almost done. Because of my personal problems, I'm drinking at a, at a higher rate of speed. Right. It goes but down at a pretty good clip. It goes down good, man. I would pick this over the little something. That's nice. Isn't that nice? And it's an IPA. Exactly. So then I want you to try the other side of the coin. We're going to flip the coin over. And here in front of us is the the... Our special beer. This only comes out 
for about one month at a time. This is a, it's called the Waldo Special Ale. It's highly sought after. It's very very high demand, low uh, availability. Um, this is an eleven point two percent beer. Uh, this is eleven percent. Eleven point two. So it's on the verge of like a barley wine, right? This is a what, what, It's a what? Uh, on the verge of a barley wine. Oh, sure. So you go thirteen percent above. Generally, it's a barley wine, but this beer is so strong. This is a uh, this is a double IPA from us. Uh, it's got a lot of tributes here in Northern California. It's a tribute beer to the Waldos, which has a lot to do with the four twenty movement. For those of you that smoke other things other than cigarettes, so this is a beer designed to smoke weed. Yes. Incredible. Yeah, this is a big one. So this is a big beer. This is something that's going to be the exact opposite of what you just tried, right? This is going to be big. It's going to be bold. It's going to be a little bit of spice with it, but it's one of those things where this is, a lot of times I feel like people fall short. This is because it's such a special beer, people are, want to gravitate towards it and try it, and if they are already not trying IPAs, this is not the beer to try for the first time. Let's try it. Please do. It's not for the faint of heart. Ladies and gentlemen, the Waldos. Well, I found Waldo. Yeah. And he's covered in bong water. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. This is... I'm going to take a chapter out of Southern Conversation, and I'm going to say, whoever made this, bless their heart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You're bringing it back. My aunt tells me that every time I talk to her. Bless Waldo's heart. This beer is about as balanced as my tax returns. (laughs) It's a mess. I mean, I get it. Um, how much weed do you have to smoke to like this? At least a pound. Wow. It's strong. This is, these are the IPAs that I fear. Right. And that's the thing is you taste the bitter. You taste the burn of the alcohol. You taste everything, but it's in such extreme flavors. This is that 100%. It's, this is. Yeah. This is exactly what you, what, and, and to your point earlier, you know, when you guys on episode one. When you guys release with Opie, same thing. I understand the bitterness. I understand people. It's not for everybody, and this is just to bring you like back to reality. This is what's out there. There's some stuff that's unbalanced, that's big and bold, that West Coast people love. But when you start going to Middle America and to the East Coast, it's not the love. It's not necessarily there. I'm gonna sound like a complete fool right now. I taste tobacco in this. Is that totally no? You uh, you totally. That's a big. That's a big note in that. I taste tobacco. Yeah. I've never tasted tobacco. Leather and tobacco have a lot Leather of the same quality. Leather and tobacco yeah. have a lot of the same Which qualities. Which is why, what I call Saturday. <laughs> oh, you got me on that one. Hi, mom. <laughs> I get. I've never gotten tobacco from a beer. Right. So now I like it. Right. Because that's a new note. Well, and that's also too. You know, when you taste, when you're going through food and you taste it, it's never God, I'm so one stupid. bite and you're done. Like, I hate something. I like something. I... Yeah. Flip-flop. Please, people, don't Flip-flop. listen to my opinions. I'm a mess. <laughs> but when you go and taste a bite of something, you know, you don't just take one bite and you're done. It's always, I mean, I've seen you on the show. I've seen you every time on Food Network. You take a follow-up bite. I'm a pretty you're... big deal. Yeah. By the way. I know. Right? I'm surprised I got through security. Do you see all that security? I couldn't believe it. I was hanging out with Joe Theismann. I know. He introduced himself to me and I said, I've seen you before. Is it weird they want to kiss him? Not at all. He's a handsome man. His teeth are perfect. Everything about him is perfect, except for that knee. I felt like the seagulls in Finding Nemo. The minute I saw him, I was like, mine, 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 yeah. mine, 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 mine. <laughs> Believe it or not, this Longanita's Waldo made me think, maybe I should start paying more attention to the actual beer. And they're not using it as a tool. Because I use beer as a tool. Right. Beer, to me, has to be cold and crisp, 
so that I can keep guzzling bourbon down so that all the people in my head take a nappy nap. Right? Quiet those voices. Oh, they're loud. And there's a lot of them. And they're smarter than me, which is weird, right? It's like having And they know all my ATM passcodes. My my brain that was really funny. My my brain is like you know when you put your phone in your in your pocket and your GPS is still on? That's my life. So I'll be talking to somebody like, make left. I'm like, all right. (laughs) Even though I'm already at the bar. Call Tony. (laughs) Don't call Tony. (laughs) But um, this is, this made me, when I I picked up the tobacco, now I get it. Now I get why the beer nerds, they're getting wine nuances. This beer has changed my mind. It's so unbalanced that I found a new nuance. And I'm the kind of person that loves perfection in food, in spirits, in watches, like Japanese whiskeys. I think Japanese whiskeys are better than the average whiskey because that culture really embraces perfection, right? Yeah. I can, I wear, I started wearing Swiss watches when I was 12 years old. And now I basically wear five to $900 Seikos because they're better and they're perfect. And they're devoid of all of this marketing nonsense. I can feel someone trying to stab themselves in the stomach if the watch doesn't work like The Last Samurai. I can feel that someone is upset if the quality, the egonomics of the watch. This is for another time. We'll talk about this for another time. But I'm a big This sounds like a great show. Oh, I'm a Could you get? Do you feel that out of that beer that someone would stab themselves in the stomach? Probably me. But (laughs) what, what I love about... Longanitas is everyone here obviously knows what they're doing. And let me tell you something, Ben. You know me. I would love to shit on things because it's what you do. It's what I do. But you guys are making good beer. And it it tastes good. Even this one, which is awful, tastes good. And when I say that, I know that sounds completely crazy. No, but it's But I got a new note. I'm like, oh my God, you've developed tobacco? You know, like the last time I tasted tobacco in something was in a 40-year-old Armagnac. <laughs> so you have to understand that I love that. I love that it's progressing. And I think maybe I was a little bit wrong about IPAs. Oof. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it back right now. I think I was a little bit wrong. Well, I appreciate that. But. A, <laughs> there's always a but. Here's always. the caveat. I was wrong about Longanitas IPAs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't bring me any hot devil garbage. Boom boom. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad your perception has changed, but I guarantee you will probably have more bad IPAs than good in the adventure. I'll send you. I will. You and I are pen pals, anyways. I will send you more beers. I will send you good beers and bad. And I'll slip. A, I'll slip a really nasty one in there once in a while just to mess with you. Can we have a deal? Yes. Send me more beer and less D picks. <laughs> yes, that's a that's a guarantee. <laughs> I mean, because you get all fired up, and then it's just I know. How did you fit all those Christmas ornaments? I, it's you know what God when bless I, when you. I feel the burst of the camera, I just got to let it go. There's there was everything on there. There was a puppy on there. There's <laughs> a puppy, a lump of coal, and a letter to Santa. I love how you wrote on your belly, "Walk the plank with a sharpie." <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,
I love you, Ben. You got hey, me again. Ben, Par- ben Perry. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm drinking 11% beer, and I drank the whole thing. I drank the beer I hated. I drank yeah. the whole thing. It's delicious. Man, I know. It's a tobacco. Like I was like, I've never gotten tobacco. This this impressed me. And also, too, the flavors change. Can I buy this on the East Coast? No. No. Well, you have it. They have it out of Chicago, but tough to find. And it's only, it's like I said, it's it's coming gone. It's already, the, the, the time has passed. It's in the month of April. It releases on 420. <laughs> it's really, it's a real, real thing. How long does it take for the stoners to go buy it? Does it take like. They buy it by the case. They buy it by the case. By the case. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. It's a, it's a phenomenon. Incredible. So it's one more thing we've, you know, we, we've, I feel very fortunate to work for this company and they, they make great beer just well, like that. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, maybe I picked the wrong company to bash IPAs. <laughs> well, you came out swinging and I brought in Mike Tyson. Well, right? That's Tyson, how it works. And this is Mike Tyson pre uh, Douglas Buster. <laughs> Buster <laughs> Douglas? Am I high? I think you are now. Oh my god! Who did I say? You said Douglas Buster. Oh, he sucks. Uh, he's the <laughs> worst. He's the worst. <laughs> my dick sucks. He's from Jamaica. Douglas Buster. Douglas Buster, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. So, uh, thank you very much, Ben Perry. Thank you. Uh, beer meets sports. Close. Sports meets beer. Uh, sports meets beer meets M E A T S beer. That's your podcast. That's our podcast, yeah. and it's awesome. And I listen to it all the time, and he's an authority for me. Thank you. And, and he's one of these guys that I listen to, and then I turn around and I lecture everyone else. <laughs> because that's what that's what food knowledge. That's is what great. friends do. Like that's what learn, friends like do. I would learn something like at, like when I was cooking with French chefs, I would learn something, and then I would turn around and be like, "You're an idiot! You don't know that's how you keep an avocado fresh." Even though I just learned it five minutes ago. Doesn't matter. When we walk out of this room, you're going to go out and tell people the stuff we talked about today. And I will ignore you. The minute we go and hang out, we're going no, to I'm nothing. Bar, I'm going to make believe you don't even exist because <laughs> I want all the glory. That's what I do. That's it. We're going to wrap this up, Ben. And I got to say, IPA is A-OK. You're smiling at me like I just said the dumbest thing ever. No, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> it's a wrap, That's right? a wrap, son. Son, you brought some good shit, brah. <laughs> like, but I mean, could, could you bring something that wasn't Longanitas so I could stay angry? <laughs> no, that's all I had in my fridge. I had 30 minutes notice to get down here. I, I called you. I'm happy and I'm angry. I hate being proven wrong. Thank you, Ben Perry. Opie Radio, mini podcast. Hey guys, wanted to give you a little surprise. Want to thank everybody that's been subscribing to the Opie Radio podcast on Westwood One, having a really good time with it. The feedback has been unbelievable. I see people leaving really, really nice reviews, five-star reviews. Uh, The people at Westwood One are absolutely thrilled. Don't forget, on Monday, part two from Carl's Creepy Cabin. And yes, finally, finally, that big reveal. So there you have it. Carl does like an IPA. Well, at least a Lagunitas IPA. Don't forget to subscribe, review us at Apple Podcasts, and share it with a beer buddy. We hope this satisfied your taste buds until the next episode. Carl's Creepy Cabin Part 2, The Big Reveal. Thanks for supporting Opie Radio. I'm sure your wallet thanks us too.
The Westwood One Podcast Network. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Hey, Mitch LaFon here from Westwood One's Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Joining me on this week's episode, it is the Egyptian Ank Warrior of Kiss. Yes, the one, the only Vinnie Vincent. We talk Kiss, his return, new music. Join me on Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Download and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Westwood One Podcast app. Free from the Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs>